Mr. Rhino's April Fool's Day. It seemed an ordinary morning in Animal Town. That's where the start of this story is found. Mr. Rhino was sleeping soundly in his bed, unaware of the curious day lying ahead. Mr. Rhino's home was tidy and humble, though his sock drawer was sometimes a bit of a jumble. He possessed printed ties in amounts inordinate. His closet of suits was organized color coordinate. Mr. Rhino enjoyed the opera, fine arts, and dining. He relaxed reading classics in his chair, half reclining. His manner implied a nature that scorned vacuous fun, never invited to partake in amusements with everyone. 8 a.m. and his alarm was ringing away. Mr. Rhino sat straight up in bed, just like every day. His hooves found his slippers in his catatonic state. He marched to his calendar to check on the date. Oh, why do mornings come much earlier in my old age? He mumbled, flipping over the most recent calendar page. His muddled morning fog at once cast away. Well, would you look at that? It's April Fool's Day. I ought to participate, surprise some local folks. He wasn't known as a purveyor of practical jokes. Before my daily errands, I'll make a quick stop and visit Mr. Meerkat at the nearby magic shop. Mr. Meerkat's magic megastore sat right next to Town Hall. And despite its name, once inside it was rather small. Merchandise was arranged in haphazard piles. Mr. Meerkat followed Mr. Rhino up and down the aisles. Rhino baby, what brings you in here? It's my busiest day of the whole fiscal year. I know the date quite well, and although I'm no clown, I want to pick up some tricks to play on my friends around town. Mr. Meerkat's face broke out into a big, cheesy smile, which seemed fishy, as Mr. Meerkat was one to beguile. Mr. Rhino, you came to just the right place. Everything you might need is inside this briefcase. He gestured to a sign hung next to the building permit. Mr. Meerkat's Deluxe Novice Jokester Fun Kit. It's got more trick stuff in it than any of those other magic packs, and it could be yours for the low price of $64.50 plus tax. In an instant, his credit card was swiped and recorded. Mr. Rhino squirreled his money away, so it all was afforded. You tell everyone out there that's Mr. Meerkat brand. And if you don't love it, no refund store policy. You understand. On the bench outside, Mr. Rhino undid the briefcase latch and tried not to notice the cheap handle partially detach. He examined the contents contained there within. Deluxe was an overstatement, much to his chagrin. There's a squirting flower, a whoopee cushion, a buzzer for your hand, and oh, who even buys peanut brittle that's canned? You think you're so foxy, Mr. Meerkat. I've got something to say. But the sign on the door now read, closed for the day. Dismayed he had wasted his cash, the fruit of his toils, Mr. Rhino headed to town to make use of his spoils. First was a stop at Ms. Oxpecker's Peckish Cafe. 
Mr. Rhino drooled at the fresh pastries that lined the display. Mr. Rhino, you're later than usual. I'll get your latte started. You made it this long uncaffeinated. I'd say you were lion-hearted. As Miss Oxpecker busied herself preparing his morning libation, Mr. Rhino selected her for some peanut brittle victimization. He aimed the can at Ms. Oxpecker and ducked just in case as the spring-loaded stuffed serpent flew right at her face. Poor Miss Oxpecker flailed as though fending off a vicious attack. Her wingtip caught the pastry cart, toppling all of the snacks. Mr. Rhino remembered belatedly a statistic he'd heard that snakes often snack on defenseless little birds. Her husband, Mr. Lobster, appeared from the kitchen back door, looking ever so crabby if he wasn't before. What's the idea, Mr. Rhino? You're scaring my wife! He'd been chopping some pecans and was still holding the knife. It was a joke. I'm sorry. I didn't mean any harm. Get out of here, Rhino, or you'll buy the farm! He headed to the library next. I hope the staff is more gracious. That Mr. Lobster has always been rather pugnacious. The Animal Town Library was grand and Romanesque. Mr. Otter, the librarian, was buried in tomes at the enormous front desk. Mr. Rhino, pull up a chair. Let's clear off this scholarly rubble. You seem to be caught up in some organizational trouble. Ah, yes, these books can be grouped by classifications, expansive or infinitesimal, by author, title, date of publication, or even Dewey Decimal. I won't hog any more of your time. You have much to discern. While I'm here, please accept this late book return. Ah, incurring late fees is not in your nature. Fees means money you owe me in library nomenclature. As Mr. Otter drew up an invoice for figures unpaid, Mr. Rhino targeted him for the next prank escapade. Mr. Otter chastised two roughhousing, fluffy wolfhounds. Hey, this is a library! No monkeying around! With Mr. Otter distracted by the chaotic atmosphere, Mr. Rhino sighted him with his squirty flower boutonniere. Apparently, this blossom was significantly filled up with water. In five seconds flat, it had drenched Mr. Otter. <laughs> what on earth, Mr. Rhino? Is this how you get your kicks? Well, it's not one bit amusing. Water and paper don't mix. Mr. Rhino left quickly. He didn't want to be taunted. I'll see myself out. I can tell when I'm not wanted. Mr. Rhino proceeded to the post office, hoping he'd be admittable, as the library had now become quite inhospitable. With two tricks, utter failures. Of that, he could admit. Maybe visiting my P.O. box will cheer me up a bit. The care of Mr. Rhino's P.O. box was paramount. Ms. Lamb was the representative in charge of his account. But her desk was quite empty, along with her chair. Mr. Rhino approached Ms. Goat when he found Ms. Lamb nowhere. Is Miss Lamb available, or is she on her lunch break? 
She's in the back room picking out on some vegan cheesecake. Mr. Rhino's eyes glinted. Well, he'd be quite a loon if he passed on this moment so opportune. Mr. Rhino leaned forward as far as his low back would permit and deposited his whoopee cushion where Ms. Lamb would soon sit. As Ms. Lamb plopped down in her chair when she finally came round, the whoopee cushion let out a prolonged and rude sound. As the shock reached her heart and the sound reached her ears, Ms. Lamb turned the brightest of reds and burst into tears. Miss Lamb, it's a noisemaker. There's no malodor or swift. Mr. Rhino tried to console her, offering up his handkerchief. Uh, you see, Ms. Goat whispered, passing her friend some fresh tissues. Oh dear. Mr. Rhino started. I I didn't mean to poke fun. Ms. Goat answered. Ms. Goat gave Mr. Rhino a sheepish look as she led the weeping Miss Lamb to her cubicle nook. I wouldn't have played a trick if only I'd known. Maybe I should have spent April Fool's Day on my own. Mr. Rhino walked home, his horned head hung low. It's hard to stampede when you're filled up with woe. His mind crowded up and his stomach in knots. He made a stop at the duck pond to settle his thoughts. I wanted to be included as a part of the group. All I did was act like a big nincompoop. My feelings inside I just couldn't construe. Why is it so hard for me to ask to play too? Mr. Rhino looked out at the pond, a stray tear in his eye. I guess you're never too old to sit down and cry. I'm too much of an outsider, an obscure oddball. I think I'm the biggest April fool of them all. The road home snaked along in a meandering way, which gave Mr. Rhino more time to brood over his day. I'll have a quick cup of chamomile as my this disastrous day behind me. As Mr. Rhino approached his front porch, rhinos can't see very far, he recognized that his door was left slightly ajar. He thought it was an oversight from his morning scurry, till some mutterings inside filled his heart up with worry. Who's there? Mr. Rhino attempted some intimidating inflection as he reached for his hand buzzer to use as protection. The intruders went silent and stopped moving about. Mr. Rhino flung the door open before he could chicken out. I said, who's there? Mr. Rhino let out a roar. All the animals from town toppled onto the floor. Miss Oxpecker was the first to rise in her kitten heel mules. With a rueful expression, she offered a meek, April Fools. We're sorry we upset you with our harsh personal dealings. And I hope you agree that there are no hard feelings. I'm sorry for accusing you of treating my books like some toys. And I know you meant nothing by that flatulent noise. 
I'm sorry I chased you from the cafe. That was just wrong. We all know how important it is to belong. We didn't mean for you to feel so excluded. So this festive apology was the best plan we concluded. Is there a way we can make up and forget this whole mistake? Well... Mr. Rhino said, grinning. Why not a friendly handshake? <laughs> From then on, Mr. Rhino felt like he had it made. He became the chief organizer of the April Fool's Day Parade. He now was accepted when he had once felt shunned. He even spoke with Mr. Meerkat and secured a partial refund. Mr. Rhino and his friends had lots of fun horsing around, and things were that much more neighborly in Animal Town. Getting along with each other is what playtime's all about, so bring everyone in and they won't feel left out. Whether it's games or toys, it's always better to add. When there's more people included, there's more laughs to be had. Inviting someone to play is a deed to commend. And if you let them join in, you might make a new friend. So take turns with the jump rope and pass others the ball. When we all play together, it's the most fun time of all.